0: This week, we had a very special day. Which, as the Rebbe tells us, has a special message for us. Because a person is always supposed to learn from everything that happens, like the Balshem says, Whatever you see or you hear is supposed to teach us a lesson. You know, there's a famous saying in New York, see something, say something. The Balsham says, see or hear something, learn something. From whatever we see or hear, we should learn something. Learn a message, how to serve Hashem better. Especially, Chami Shaasa there is a lesson that we learn from the trees because a Yid is like a tree. We just learned the Mimei Vassili Gani. The Rebbe explains what's Gani. This world is Hashem's garden. In a garden there are trees. Those are the Yidin. Trees <laughs> have fruits. Those are the good things that the Yidin do. The Torah, Mitzvah, the Meisim, so there is a lot we can learn from Hamisha Asa And the Rebbe also says that since it's called Rosh Hashanah, it is Mamish Rosh Hashanah for the yidin too, in regards to getting a bracha from Hashem. That we also get a bracha for a good and sweet year and many, many brachas. The Rebbe told us in a Sicha that is also a remez, a hint in the things of Chamisha al B'Shvat that can teach us a lesson to remind us how we get special kayach to serve Hashem better. Just from the day of Chamisha HaHaseh we get a special extra kayak. And all the things a Yid does is hinted in Chamisha HaHaseh Where is it hinted? One of the main things that we celebrate are the Shiv As Haminen, the seven coins that Eretz Yisrael is praised for. Chita, Gefen, zayis, and Vash. That's wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranate, olives, and honey that comes from dates. What do we learn from these things? They teach us aira they teach us a lesson. So chitos, Aira, wheat and barley, those are two kinds of foods that people people eat. Wheat and animals eat barley. Even though people also eat barley, you have sometimes uh, soup from barley, we can have it in your challenge, but the main, the main food the main thing for barley it's for animals for people it's wheat chita what does this remind us it remind us of the way we serve Hashem with our nefesh aloy kiss, the itza that's like the ben, like the adam the person a mensch and the nefesh ha'bam is the itza which is like a behema a food for an animal Tzachita and Saida reminds us the Avoid that the Yid has to serve Hashem both with the Yitzhatoiv and the Yitzhara like it says to love Hashem with your whole heart Chachamim say your whole heart how can you serve with your whole heart take a look at the word has two bases could have said Libcha. Lev is a heart, libecha your heart. What is the two bases? Say the chachamim, yetzatayv and yetzahara. That we serve Hashem completely with our whole heart, both with the right side and the left side, yetzatayv and the ye'itzahara. Avraham Avinu was even able to turn the yetzahara into a yetzatayv. That's why it says a <laughs> matzasa es levavai Levavai, not libai. Levavai. He was able to transform the whole, the entire Yetzirah became into a type So that's Chita and saida To serve Hashem both with the Yetzirah and Yitzhahara. Then comes Gefen. Gefen is a very important thing. We use it for Kiddush. We use it for Abdis, for a Chuppah, for, for different occasions. For Avdalah. What does it do? Wine brings simcha. Wine brings simcha. What does wine, yayin mean for us over here? We can serve Hashem without simcha or with simcha. What's the difference? It's a difference of light and darkness. Difference between day and night. Why? Because when we serve Hashem, we don't do it with simcha, We don't show that we appreciate the mitzvah so we don't enjoy it hashem enjoys it anyway because hashem likes to get mitzvahs anytime you do a mitzvah and even if especially if it's hard for you hashem has extra enjoyment but hashem wants you to do it with enjoyment with simcha so that's what geffen stands for serving hashem with simcha then comes Te'ena is the next thing. What is Te'ena? Can anyone remember the first time in the Chumash where we find the word Te'ena? Yeah? Right. by After Adam and Chava 8th and 8th Adas it says they sewed for themselves clothing, levushim, garments, out of Leaves from a fig tree. So a fig tree reminds us of levushim, garments. Our neshama has three garments, three levushim. Just like what does a lavush do for a person? A levush is not something you use constantly. You put on your coat when you go out, you take it off when you go in. When a person, uh, a fireman puts on fireman's clothes, a doctor puts on doctor's clothes. Clothing goes according to what you have to do. Whatever you're doing. And it goes on and it can go off. You can keep on changing. What is that for the nishama? There are three things that the neshama uses that Hashem gave him. Machshava, dibur, ma'isa. Machshava is your thoughts. Dibur is speaking. Ma'isa is action. When the neshama thinks it's using the levush called machshava. When it's speaking, it's using the levush, the garment called Debra speaking. And when it's doing action, it's doing ma'isa. There are three lavushim. So te'ena, when we talk about the figs, it reminds us of the three levushim of our neshama to keep them clean. Use them for avodas Hashem. Only for Taito mitzvahs. Then comes the next thing is rimoin, a pomegranate. This reminds us a rimoin is packed with seeds just like a yid is packed with mitzvah. mitzvahs. Right. Mele'em mitzvahs This reminds us that when we do mitzvahs, every mitzvah we do makes this world more heilig, more prepared for ge'ula. It cleans the world. It makes it holy. It makes it Brings Kedusha into the world. That's Rimoin. Then comes Zayas. Zayas reminds us of the Yitn in the time of Galus, Because Zayas really is a bitter thing. If you bite into a, a Zayas, it's bitter. But if you squeeze it, what comes out of it? Oil. Oil shemen. When the Yitn are in Galus, it brings out their Shemen. Hashem sees the beauty of the keiches of the neshama v'yid. Especially in the time of Gallus. That even though we're in Gallus, we're still doing all the teyed and the mitzvahs. That's like the shaman. And then comes the final, number seven, is devash. Honey. Not bees' honey, but dates. Devash tamarim. What is honey? Honey is something we get from dates. It says devash... The chal of tachas thats under your tongue. The honey. Why? This is referring to the secrets of taida that Chasidus reveals to us. And how long does it take for a date tree to grow? Does anyone know how long a palm tree it takes? How many, many years. years? How many years? Seven years? Seventy years. Now that we just celebrated seventy years of Yud Shvat, of the Rebbe's nasius, now the palm tree is ready to give d'vash. We're gonna have a lot of honey, a lot of sweet days and sweet brachos, and a lot of sweet things are gonna to happen to all the Yidden. It's a very special time that we're in. The most, the sweetest thing is that Mashiach will come. So this is all things that we remember from the fact that we celebrate Chamisha asa And by the way, I heard. That the Rebbe corrected people who said two Bishvat, and they said, so We say Chamisha as Bishvat. There are many reasons people are giving for it. I don't know the reason. I can guess a reason, a funny reason, I might say. If you say two Bishvat, the person will think then tomorrow is three Bishvat. <laughs> so we say two Bishvat in America, it sounds like the number two. So it's confusing. They wouldn't know it's 15. Yeah? Another reason might be Hamisha has the same oiseous like Simcha. So if you can add Simcha, it's always better to use Simcha. And Asar is two times Hamisha. Asar is 10. Hamisha is five, Asar is 10. So you have two times Simcha, 10. Two times Hamisha. So you have altogether three. If you can have simcha, why not enjoy the simcha? That's just my guess. Must be some reason. Anyhow. Yes? Why? Three is a chazaka, right. Three times simcha. Excellent. So now let's get to our story. The story that I have today is about a yid, who was a chassid from the Rebbe Rashab, lived in Russia in a little town. His name was Yeshua Binyamin. He was very, very poor. He tried to go to work, but he couldn't find himself a steady job. So he went around town doing a little job here, a little job there. One day he helped the grocery man, one day he helped the baker, another day he did some repairs. He, he was able to do He was like a handyman, but There weren't too many things needed. And he had three most important expenses that he had to take care of. Number one, he needed money for food for his family. Number two, to send his kids to learn Torah in yeshiva. so He had to pay tuition for his kids to learn there. Number three, he had to pay rent to the pirates. So he always managed to scrape together enough money to do these payments. But then a few weeks passed, without a single job, and he was penniless. The grocer told him that he can't give it to him again for free. He says, I wish I could give you food for free, but I have to pay the people who bring it here. I, I can't keep on giving it to you for free. Like this, the grocer always wrote it down on credit. He says, you're gonna have to pay one day the yeshiva also complained we didn't get any payments from you lately you don't want us to send your kids home and the pirates came to complain you didn't pay rent did yeshua Benjamin complain no in fact anyone who looked at his face a whole day saw he was always with a smile always in a good mood because we all know what it says in the Zayhar says in the zohar that when a yid is besimcha when a yid is smiling down here hashem smiles to him and gives him what he needs especially in a time when you're in desperate need for help you have to even be more besimcha so he always went around besimcha never complained never said anything's wrong even though things were not easy for him On top of all of these problems, a fire broke out in the town. And many houses, many of the homes, which were wooden homes, and wooden homes, they catch from one to the next, got badly damaged from this fire. Many homes, including Yeshua Binyam's homes. Thank God no one got hurt. And some people managed even to pull out some stuff, some furniture and some stuff. Now Yeshua Binyamin went, like everyone else, to start rebuilding the house. One day, it was Friday, and like an hour before Shabbos, he's walking home, and he noticed on the side of the road, he noticed something lying there. He walked over, and it was a wallet. He bends down, picks up the wallet, opens it up. It was packed with money like bills of rubles packed to the top. He pulled out all the rubles, he counted it up, was 300 rubles. That was a tremendous amount of money in those days. Under that, he saw a bunch of checks. And under that were the most important, most expensive and valuable documents that show how much which was your property how do we know who's the owner of a certain property they give you a document a deed and over there it says this and this person owns this piece of land and it's signed by the governor or whoever the buildings department the property department whatever they sign pay and everything was in this one wallet he started to walk home with a big simcha i can use the cash for sure I'm going to be able to pay off all the people that I owe money to. And I'm still going to have enough money to buy furniture and clothing for my kids. But then he said to himself, One minute, but the money is not mine. And a whole argument between the Tov and Yetzirah began. Yetzirah says, Come on, this is from a rich man. Oh. Well, he has a lot of other money. It's not going to be terrible if he loses it. Yitzhak says, I'm sorry. This is money, even a penny, that belongs to a person. You have to return it. It's a mitzvah Vashava Samveda. Then Yitzhak argues, one minute. But the rich have a mitzvah to give tzedakah to the poor. So take the money and this is your tzedakah from the rich man. He never gave you enough. At least now you have money from him tzedakah yeshu b'nyaman is thinking wow that's a good reason suddenly it's a type says yeshu b'nyaman you're gonna fall for that it's no tzedakah if you take it tzedakah is what you're given if someone gives you money it's called tzedakah if you take it by yourself it's gneva it's stealing and we know that if a person steals money Hashem is not going to let you keep it. Not only that, it says in Sfarim, <clears throat> when a person has money that he got not a kosher way, not only does Hashem make him lose it, but it even schleps him, takes along other good money with it. Shua was confused. He couldn't decide what to do. He says, it's almost Shabbos. Let me put the money away. He came home, he hid the wallet in his hiding place, and he went to shul. When he came to shul, he says to everyone, Good Shabbos, Good Shabbos. He sees Pinchas Leib, who was one of the richest men in town. He says, Pinchas Leib, Good Shabbos. Pinchas Leib, Good Shabbos. We get out of here. Pinchas Leib. Don't you see I'm in a bad mood? Sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to say good Shabbos. I didn't mean anything bad. Okay, so have a good Shabbos, you know. If you want, I can tell you what Shleim HaMelech says. Will you get away from me? Okay, okay. What does Shleim HaMelech say? Okay, tell me already. Shleim HaMelech says that that if a person ever has something that's worrying him, Or bothering him and he becomes sad or in a bad mood should not keep it in you should talk about it yes you must talk it out you could talk to your parents talk to your Rebbe talk to your friends talk to your Mashpia but you must talk about don't keep it inside when a person keeps the worries inside of him the bad feeling it makes him sad makes him lazy it hurts him it hurts his feelings plus it can also make him sick so you're supposed to talk it out I just want to tell you what Shalim el says Rech says okay come on aside. I'll talk to you I'll tell you what happened calls him over to the side he says it's Shabbos today I shouldn't be talking about this but it's just driving me crazy I lost my whole possession Everything that I own is lost. I'm not talking about the fire that we had. I lost my wallet with everything that I own was in that wallet. All my documents, all my checks and all my money, everything was there. And I looked over my house, I can't find it. I looked in the shul, I asked people, I'm ruined for life. Now you understand what's bothering me? i slave i have good news for you what you're gonna find it i found it no you're kidding me i promise you i found it and i have it in my house i'll give it to you right after shabbos really oh i can't believe it penech slayb jumped up and he hugged yeshua vinyam and then he kissed him he says you saved my life thank you so much after shul, Yeshua Yaman is walking home. And Yeshua Binyamin also feels very happy. Baruch Hashem, I passed the test. Hashem was testing me if I'm going to do the mitzvah of Saveda. I'm happy that I passed the test. You know, Kindalach, sometimes when we have an essay and a test, we feel it's so hard. It's so hard. I, I, I'm, I don't have the kayak to do it. And it's like, oh, it's so hard. But later, if you listen to Hashem and you pass the test, ah, you feel so good. He felt very good that he did the right thing to tell him that he's giving it back. When it came at Sari Shabbos, they went together to Yeshua B'Yomin's house. And they came home. Yeshua B'Yomin gives him the wallet. He opens it up. And it was exactly the way he lost it nothing was missing see right away takes out the 300 rubles and he says shubi yamin you don't know what you did for me you don't know what you did for me and my family here take these 300 rubles shubi yamin says "Uh -uh. uh-uh uh-uh i'm not taking a penny from you what do you mean for for me you know now that i i have all my riches back 300 rubles is nothing and i'm sure you can use it i surely can use it i do need it but i'm not taking it from you why not if Hashem gave me a mitzvah savedah, am i going to sell it for money no way not for any money in the world well all i can say is thank you very much yeshua binyamin and I'll give you a bracha that Hashem should take care of you, give you all your needs. And he left. The next couple of weeks were very, very difficult for Yeshua ben Yamin until he realized, hmm, why didn't I do this before? I should go to the Rebbe. The Rebbe wants to hear. The Rebbe wants to hear what a Yid, what all of any Yid has, either it's good news or bad news we have to go to the Rebbe. And he decided to travel to Lubavitch to go to the Rebbe Rashab and share with him what's going on and ask him for a bracha. Meet next week. We'll continue the story. Okay, thank you.